You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, and adulting. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And we're your hosts. Thanks so much for subscribing, streaming, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps us reach more listeners with the message of the FYI podcast. And just who we are, we love to unwrap a question that you have put forth our way, right? You send them exactly. in each and every single week, and we just love to hear from you. And even some rating, ratings and reviews are always fun to hear from you, What what's speaking to you, what's going on, or what you're inquiring about, or how this is changing your life and impacting your leadership, your lifestyle, your ability to manage difficult conversations or relationships. So this just came in. Josiah, do you want to read this? This is from Eager. They sound eager. <laughs> yeah, Sam wrote in. He goes, I'm so excited to hear what tips, advice, and answers you two will have for our generation. So solid in your faith. And I can only imagine how God is going to use this pod to reach people who are eager to know more about life with Jesus. Sam, we're grateful for you and every listener. It's honestly a privilege to journey together with you. And if you would do us a favor, stop whatever you're doing and just head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're streaming. And if you would leave us a rating with a review, the podcasters are telling us that this is going to help us tremendously, and we would certainly appreciate it. Yeah, so we just, we just want to uncover one thing today. Somebody and so many are writing in about one topic in particular that we're going to kind of lean into this morning. And one thing that we want to keep in mind for the listener is that we are not extreme professionals in any way, shape, or form when it comes to anything we haven't cracked the code to anything leadership we've studied leadership we are pastors we're individuals that want to see the next generation on fire for christ so we like to share our experiences things that we've worked through things that we've done in life that we've seen in ministry and just point you to the word of god um, or just to a conversation that you want to unpack maybe you're a non-believer listening and you're just really questioning who is this God we're talking about? Who is Jesus? Why is this important? Um, I'm just turning in to find out what does FYI mean and how can I become a better person? Wherever you're at, whoever you are, we just want to lean into the fact that we want to see you be healthy, whole individuals and see the world around you change because of what's taking place in your life. So one way to do that is people love to grow, right? We've talked about leadership, all those different aspects. But one thing that we're going to lean into today is the concept and the idea and the formation, I guess, more or less, of mentoring. Josiah, what do you have to say right off the bat? When you hear the word mentor, what comes to your mind? What comes to my mind is a whole lot of people who've invested deeply into me, that mm. I've been the beneficiary of a lot of wisdom and insight from those who've journeyed further faster, who've called to me from the promised land, so to speak, and given wisdom, encouragement, and advice. And at the same time, I also think of loads of people who are 55 plus who have something to share and something to offer with the desire to empty their cup into those who would be willing recipients but they don't this is this is the mentors themselves i see a lot of people in that demographic of maybe they're senior adults they've they've journeyed some of life they're kind of the journeymen mm -hmm. and they're looking for apprentices they're looking for you know maybe they're the masters and they're looking for apprentices and journeymen to invest into but they don't know always who to invest into or how to go about it 
And at the same time, I think the dynamic is a lot of young adults, mm -hmm. whether they're college students, teens, or 20-somethings, they're looking for people who are spiritual mothers and fathers. They're looking for people, whether it's in the workplace or in their church or community, mm -hmm. to invest in them. But they don't know who to ask or how to go about it. And I think that this is part of the deal. Go with me here for a second. I think we're expecting marriage results before the first date. And what I mean by that is I think that mentoring is a lot like a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we're looking for the future spouse before we even have a friendship or relationship, before we've gone out on a date to coffee right. or we've had a just a foundation of relationship building. And I, I think we approach mentorship like that, like we're looking for the one <laughs> right? rather than First of all, can we just back up a second? Do you have anyone who is in your sphere where they have qualities and attributes, characteristics that you desire? And back up a second. Do you even have any intergenerational friendships or relationships? Because I think that's the starting place. Yeah, I think it's a great realization to, to ask ourselves, do we have anybody around us that's older and wiser and may be in a similar field as us, whether it's occupation or spiritually further along in their journey or have different and further on life experiences a couple chapters ahead of us, maybe a 10, 20, 30 years, or maybe they're in a different season and they're only about three, four years older than you, meaning that they've been gotten married, been a parent, maybe they are buying a house, maybe they are in that next age and stage of life, even though they're only like three to five years older than you, like they have different life experiences. And we just want to say first and foremost, like if you don't have a mentor or you don't have a person that you want to learn from, start thinking about that. What, what and how can I become a better person in the workforce, in the classroom, in my life in general? And what do I have to do to find somebody that will spend time with me, quality time to pour into me as the recipient and as the, the person coming to the other individual and asking. And I would say one thing that I think many individuals are guilty of is simply this. We look to a mentor or we ask a mentor, pour into me, pour into me, pour into me, or can I get to know you? Can I get you a cup of coffee? When in all reality, if I want to be mentored, me personally, it's intimidating for the person being asked, will you be my mentor? Yeah. And, I, and I've realized that I don't feel intimidated by that question when girls come to me or young women come to me. I think when I've gone to the older generations, they disqualify themselves even before I ask, meaning they haven't necessarily had somebody pour into them and they feel like it'd be an honor to speak into your life, but I don't have anything to offer, which is not true. Right. It's kind of that whole concept like I've never been mentored, so how can I mentor someone else if I've right. never been mentored myself? Right. And you know, we were just with Craig Rochelle right. at Life Church last week, and he was talking about this exact dynamic of people his age, roughly, I don't know, 50-ish, mm -hmm. I'm guessing, um, that a lot of people his age or his caliber, they've never read a book on mentoring. There's really no book on the subject of here's how you mentor young leaders. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, I just good. wanted to say like, yes and amen to what you were saying. Well, in addition to that, I think some people in the room while we were at church visiting and sitting there having a conversation with Pastor Craig was simply this. They were, he informed us, and I would say that many people who I've asked feel the same way about mentorship or the intimidation factor is the person 
we're both we both want to be liked by each other, right? Like if That's I true. went to somebody that I really like emulate, I'm like, wow, they have this characteristic that I really need, want, and desire to grow in, and I want them to like me. And they're 55 years old, and I sh- I'm assuming that they're more confident and know more and all these other things. But in reality, they have the same feelings. They want to be liked by me. And I think sometimes when we look for a mentor, not only do you want to be liked by the other person, but when mentorship is happening and somebody's speaking into your life, into your situation, into your circumstances, giving you advice on whatever caliber you allow them to, you as the mentee, you choose how much say they have in whatever area of life you're wanting to grow in, want to grow in. Meaning like you're giving them permission to call you up, to call you out, to call you to greater lengths, maybe to open doors that you can't open for yourself when it comes to some forms of occupation and opportunity. And I would just say like, when you look for a mentor, let's talk about looking for a mentor. Yeah. Mike, like, how about this? When you're looking for a mentor right? in this season of your life, your wife, your young mom, Ooh, yeah. leading in ministry at a high level, what are a few of the attributes that you look for in somebody who you want to invest into you? Well, first, I take a couple things into existence. Like they have, they have to exist right away. One, I would say for me personally, they're going to have to be a female that probably is or has been a mother some time in their life just because that's the season I'm personally in. I would say I need to trust that person and know that they have godly character, number one. Two, I need to know that they're a person of prayer and fear the Lord, wow. meaning that they're reading the word of God. They're praying for me when they come alongside me, just in life. Maybe not even put the label of mentor on them. Like, don't even put that on them yet. But just say, hey, I know that they're a God-fearing person. They are praying, and I know that they're going to pray for me. I know that I can call them, text them, and I'm going to be encouraged by them throughout the weeks, months, years, however long this relationship or friendship or whatever blooms or blossoms out of it. Um, so personal, godly character, they're prayerful and fearful of the Lord. And I would say three, find something that's going to cheer you on, but able to call you out, but not in a judgmental way. I think so many times we look for mentors and we want to hide the things that we're struggling with because we want them to see the best in us. Or maybe you're guilty of it. If you have ever mentored somebody, you find the person who has, who's like the most like, charismatic in the room or the most like charming in the room and you're naturally gravitate towards those personalities because they're the most like you but probably other leaders are pulling at them too saying I have something to offer so just creating a non-judgmental space I think is a form of trust right like Mm -hmm. I'm trusting the person's going to speak into my life but they're going to be in tune with what God is speaking to them and it can be not even a pastoral way it could just simply be If you're going to give somebody permission to speak into your spiritual growth, your occupational growth, your financial growth, you need to know that they are confident and competent in those areas themselves. And so those are the people, I don't give one person permission to speak into every single area of my life right off the bat. Josiah, my spouse, he has an opportunity to do that. But aside from him, nobody else does or has. So I would say knowing like if I really want to grow in this particular area, Find and seek somebody out who is doing this and doing this well that you know have something to offer, but you also have something to offer them. And that's just to be a student and allow them to teach you. And there's an ebb and flow of strengthening and sharpening that process, whether you are a believer or non-believer. There just naturally is. 
So I agree, and you're touching on something that right now is widely respected and regarded as reverse mentorship. Mm -hmm. And in a day and age where millennials are now the largest demographic in the workforce and the largest living generation, there's also Generation Z is entering not only college but the career force. And this idea of you know reverse mentoring is something that especially when it comes to like social media, technology, mm, yeah. culture, you have something to offer those who are maybe further along character-wise or competency or they've, they're where you want to be. Right. But you have something to offer them as well. And I always approach mentorship. This wasn't a part of the question, but this is just where my mind and spirit mm -hmm. are going. I always walk into every room, what value can I add? Right. What's my value proposition just by being here? And so, okay, I have something to offer. And many of my mentors, I've helped them in a few instances. Maybe they helped them write their first book. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was help them um, engage on social media or build a digital presence. I'm just saying like there's been things that mentors have poured into me that I am indebted forever for mm -hmm. and there's also been a few things that I've added value in the process and that's the idea of mutual mentorship. Right. Really, that, how do you say it? The reverse mentorship? Kind of kind of like you yeah. have this quote where you're you're never maybe too... Oh, I yeah. I just firmly believe this. Like you're never too old to learn and you're never too old, young to teach. So good. So you're never too old to learn and you're never too young to teach. And that kind of just puts it into perspective. Like the Timothys of the world have something to offer the, the Moses... Is, is Moses is Mosai. <laughs> That's plural. No, I was kidding. Of the world. I think just looking at your age doesn't matter because you all have something to offer. And I think what I've just said, you've said this several times. And I think as a leader and as a listener and as a person who has whatever form of influence, it could be small, it could be big, it could be um, somewhere in between right now in your life and in your classroom or in your dorm room. But I think it's important to keep take into consideration, like when you do enter a room, Josiah, you've said this before, it's not only what do I have to offer, but when you see people, you don't enter a room and say, here I am, you know, like, look at me, look what I have to offer. It's there you are. So good. There you are. Yeah. And it's taking the eyes and the spotlight off of ourselves and the me and the I and the, just the culture that which we have a mirror in front of our face and all we want to see is ourselves looking perfect and being a form of perfection which is yeah. never going to happen yeah but when you enter a room of mentorship and you enter whatever it is a reverse mentorship i was like i would say is like there you are yeah here i am but here's where we're at we're at a coffee table i'm leaning into this stage of life how do i land my first job well uh, what do I look for in a spouse? How do you live out your faith in the workplace? Who have you surrounded yourself with up until this point? What are you going to do after graduation? What did you do after graduation? How is God speaking to you? What are you learning? Like, these are all questions that the mentee or the mentor can talk about around the table as you're getting to know them, as you're having a cup of coffee, as you're sharing a brunch or a meal, and... Josiah, I know that you've had some very significant people speak into your life, which I think you are you are an anomaly when it comes to the caliber and the the people who've been able to speak into your life. But what are three things that maybe you would want to encourage people to look for in a mentor themselves, or what are three things that you've learned through mentorship that you would like to offer the next generation? Hmm. Take it whatever way you so want. Good. I'll comment first on what you were saying as far as approaching a room. I think. The heart behind that is immaturity 
it says I'm looking for myself. Right. I'm still searching for myself. So therefore, when I enter a room, just here the I here I am. Yeah. Like I've been looking for me, and here I am. Right. It's my moment. Hey, it's and time I will to shine. say that I've been guilty of this. Totally. We all have. Yes. And I think a sign of maturity in our own life, coming into our own, is recognizing the abundance of others and recognizing like there you are. And just try it. Try it. The next time you walk into a room, whether it's um, a classroom, a workplace, mm-hmm. an interview, a meeting, there you are. Because what that says is I've actually been looking for you. Mm-hmm. There you are versus here I am. And I think it speaks maturity and um, wisdom to, so I would say to answer your question, like, of like, what am I looking for in a mentor or what should young leaders be looking for in a mentor? I think we have it, you know, even we jotted a few notes of prayer and prep of this is like, the first thing is if I pray for a future spouse, I'm trusting that the Psalm that says, Psalm 34, delight yourself in the Lord Mm -hmm. and he will give you the desire of your heart. If I'm praying for a future spouse, I'm trusting that God's going to provide it. If I'm praying for godly friends, I'm trusting that he's going to answer that prayer. If I'm praying for a wise mentor, Mm -hmm. I'm trusting and believing. My faith Mm -hmm. says that I actually believe that he's going to answer that Mm -hmm. prayer. So that'd be the first thing is like, hey, before I just take things into my own hands, I'm just going to put it in the Lord's hands. That's good, yeah. So the first thing would be pray about, like, and you'd be amazed when you pray, it's like your antennas spiritually go up and then you're like this ant and you're like, oh, I see things that I didn't notice before in people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have Eli helped Samuel Mm -hmm. hear the voice of God. So do they have the type of character, integrity, grit, persona that they're actually going to help me hear the voice of God in my life. Elijah had Elisha. In other words, Elisha had somebody who was further along and he was so bold that he actually Mm -hmm. mandated, God, I want a double portion of what Elijah had. So do they have at least double of what I have? And that doesn't mean like double money in the bank Mm -mm. or anything crazy like that, but it means like I want a double anointing. I want a double portion. I want I want to stand on their shoulders, essentially, yes. is what he was yeah. saying like before Elisha or Elijah was um taken up into heaven. Yep. And he's saying, like, dude, I want to jump on their shoulders. And that means I can see farther than he could ever yes. see. Yes. I could do more than he could ever do, in a sense. And I can just Take, take me to the next level, essentially. So I'm talking the next stratosphere. So I guess along with prayer, the first thing. The second thing is a new orbit. Hmm. Like I want to go into another stratosphere. So I want to find a mentor who's out of my league. Mm-hmm. I want to find someone like Craig Rochelle. I'm looking at my notes from his our meeting with him. And he said, find out how people think. He goes, find people 20 steps ahead of you who help disorient how you think. In other words, I want somebody to help me realize. (laughs) Yes. I want to realize how small I'm dreaming right? and how big God is. So that'd be the second thing. And I guess the third thing would be, you know, Joshua had Moses Mm -hmm. raise him up. And I want somebody who that I pray for and it's in out of my league. But I also want somebody who like sees things in me that they're able to encourage me and call out greatness and point me in the land of the promise. 
So that'd be the third thing that I would really look for. And I would also add to that, like, Joshua is able to go where Moses couldn't go. So it's like almost like leaving a legacy. Like, are we, yeah. are we laboring in vain or are we building God's kingdom in that process? And if we can be somebody like Joshua, you know, to, to be able to take that next form of leadership and help that legacy continue, I guess, is who's leaving a legacy and what's my part of that story and is it going to outlive me? Yeah. And I guess I think part of our journey as young adults and as young leaders is we need to pick up the mantle that God's given us. And it's kind of a mentorship. I get this picture of a baton race, mm -hmm. you know, and like running in the Olympics, there's the, the, what is it? The, um, the baton. The baton, yeah. And, and so like each leg of the race is ran by somebody else. And so like, I feel like at 30, I'm now picking up the mantle that God's been showing me in the prayer room since I was like a teenager, mm -hmm. 18 years old. God gives me a vision and I feel like it's taken me 12 years to just like get in cadence, get in right. step and see what race am I running and now to accept the baton and start running. But I want to look for people who can extend my caliber and capacity mm -hmm. as a leader. And I think that's another sign is like, okay, I've had a number of people invest in me. So who can I put on my shoulders and help accelerate their growth? Right. So I think that's a huge part of mentoring is like always be willing to invest in others. And like, do you have maybe a story of, how a mentor has blessed or ministered to you in the process of maybe it's parenting, marriage, ministry, life, or leadership? I think for me, when I was in my early 20s, um, her name is Vicki Graham at Evangel Church in Bismarck, North Dakota, when I was there, she God was calling me to a form of leadership. I didn't know it. I didn't understand it. I was rededicating my life to the Lord in that process, and I just felt like I was supposed to lead a Bible study. So I started attending this church. I went into Vicki's office and I was like, hey, I know that I'm newer here, but I just feel like God is asking me to provide an opportunity for young adults to gather in my living room. And I don't know what material you want me to teach. I don't know how you want me to go about it. And I remember literally sitting in her office that felt like a closet at the time. <laughs> Since then, like it's totally changed. She's not even living there anymore. But I remember sitting there and I know she called out greatness in me. Wow. And she's like, Mike, I know that you are called to lead. I believe that this is going to be an amazing opportunity for you. And that was the start of something amazing. And that was over, oh my gosh, 13, 14 years ago, I think already. So, and she's still somebody who is presently in my life. And now we have children and I've gotten married and they've done our marriage mentoring prior to, you know, saying I do and her and her husband did and... Um, that has just, just grown, not to say that we are in this extremely close, um, season of doing life side by side, but she's somebody, a female in my life who called out greatness. When I was young, I was insecure. I was like, holy moly, like I'm supposed to open up my home and do what? Like I have the gift of hospitality. I do have the gift of faith. I do feel like I'm supposed to teach something, but what does that mean? And what does that look like? So I think when you have even just one person cheering you on and calling out greatness, and like, yeah, you can totally do this. She gave me material. It was like a DVD, you guys. So whoever's listening to this, you're probably like, oh my gosh, she did a DVD material. What the heck? But yeah, it was a DVD with booklet that had questions. And it was a start of a form of ministry. And for me to be called into ministry, I truly believe started in that moment of me opening up my home, being a friend, 
and not knowing I was going to be a future pastor, having those people gather in my home week after week, just wanting and seeking the voice and the the direction of God, essentially, mm-hmm. even when my faith maybe wasn't at its strongest, but knowing that I was taking a leap of faith by even just starting that process. So that is something someone very early on, I guess, more or less of saying yes to what we're doing now. So, wow. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I think for me, one of the, see, mentors are like, they're so valuable in our lives. And I'm thinking of a moment when I got hired in ministry, my first role out of college, probably 21, 22 years old. And the executive pastor at the time at our church, one of the people who was in the hiring process for me, I found out that his other side gig, if you will, was he was a life coach for people. Mm, yeah. And I found that out and I just kind of asked him about it one day in our next like, like meeting for work. And I just said, hey, like outside of work, like, are you taking on more like coaching clients as, as a life coach like do you have any openings or what's it like to do an exploratory session with you and that was a moment that just that one question right changed it, it unleashed a lot and I'm talking about Roger Lane and I mean to this day one I I pick up the phone and I, I call him and or he calls me and I say hey coach and he'll go hey champion and like he has helped me feel like a champion And um, he's been such a coach. And I think the biggest thing that the coach approach of mentorship has done is he is always asking me really hard, challenging questions to kind of Craig Rochelle's point of like to kind of (laughs) annihilate my small thinking or to disorient my thinking and help me dream bigger, to help me hear from God. And then to help me to set some audacious goals that maybe it'd be safer in the comfort zone to like dial back a little bit, but it's been amazing with prayer and with goal setting and the questions that Roger Lane has asked me, like that is such a fun friendship for me to this day. And, um, I think that just that coach approach is something that, that I've benefited from, but now that's how I operate as a mentor too. When Mm -hmm. somebody asks me for time, it's like, okay, I want to hear your story and I want to ask you questions and I want to help you set goals and dream and pray big with God. Right. And so I think bottom line, our challenge for you, if you're in a season of life where you're praying for mentors Mm -hmm. and you're asking questions like, okay, well, like, what is a godly mentor or how do I approach somebody? I think the biggest thing of how to get started is ask somebody to coffee or lunch. The rules of the game are that you pay Mm -hmm. and that they're giving you your time. And then I would ask them story related questions because you learn so much about a person by hearing their story, their history, their journey of life. Like a great podcast of how they do this is it's actually called how I built this. Mm-hmm. And you're essentially as the mentee asking for their time to ask them really good questions. Well, how did you build this thing called your life? Right. And I think of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to encourage the listener today. If you don't have a mentor or if you've never had a mentor, don't be discouraged. But like Josiah said, ask them out for coffee, ask them deep questions whatever that is, like, how did you get to be a, I don't know, a civil engineer? What did your journey look like? How, how have you been able to use that 
you know, in whatever setting. And if you're a believer, you can ask those spirit-led questions. If you know that they believe in God too, or if they have a relationship with him, you can ask those questions like, how do you do X, Y, and Z in the workplace? And it's kind of more or less just hearing their story out. And just because you ask them out for coffee once, just like in the dating world, does not mean that you need to ask them out for coffee again if it's not the right fit. Exactly. If their leadership style is not the coach approach, and maybe you need more of the coaching alongside, maybe you need somebody who's just going to like hear you out and champion you on and like be a prayer partner. Maybe somebody who's going to come into alignment with the word of God and maybe you want to study the word of God and that person, you know, is able to teach um, and learn and come alongside you. Like I would say one another thing just before you even ask somebody to speak into your life, what area specifically of my life am I needing to grow in and desiring to grow in this season? And you can't say my entire life because that's just going to be overwhelming. Yeah, It's kind of like when you're in, you want to get in shape and you're like, I'm going to clean out the cupboards, no sugar, only drinking water, X amount of workouts. I'm going to do, and you just make a list and you set yourself up for a disaster, right? It's going to be too much. Number one, identify where am I lacking in my life that I need and want and desire to grow in? Two, am I praying or who are those people? Illuminate them to me, Lord, of who those people are that I trust, that I'm giving a right to hear hear their story first and foremost, hear me out, and then if they're willing and have time to come alongside. So start there. Two simple things. I know they seem very hard, very challenging, overwhelming, because if you're listening and you just, I don't even know how to ask somebody out for coffee, this is what I'd say. Hey, I really admire X, Y, and Z about you. I would love to hear more about it. Do you have any availability on your schedule for me? That's it. That's not very intimidating. So it's just saying like, hey, I when I'm with Vicky most recently, Vicky, I know that you are a daughter, you are you have a daughter and you have four sons. All four of your children are serving the Lord. How did you raise them in a day and age that was very challenging? Obviously still changing, but what are you seeing that I can start applying to my parental um awareness that I'm not going to be blindsided by 10 years from now. Like, what are you seeing in the children's ministry and the women's ministry and the family ministry of which you're leading and asking those questions? Um, those aren't threatening to anybody, right? No. If you're asking them questions about themselves or about what they do, they're going to love talking about themselves. So in that first initial meeting, it's your job just to hear them out and have really good questions. Don't just sit there across the table and stare at them and be like, okay, Yep. Yeah, what do you do again? Oh, you're a teacher. I want to be a teacher too. No, come with questions. Good. Tell me your story, your journey, your education, whatever that is. So our prayer for you essentially during this episode or after this episode is that you would consider finding a mentor or becoming a mentor. Maybe you're listening. You're like, wow, I have something to offer somebody younger than me or yep. I have been mentoring. Duh, Micah, this is such an easy thing. For others, it might not be very easy at all. Exactly. So I want to encourage you on both fronts. It's okay. But start asking good questions. Um, and keep two things to keep in mind as a mentor or a mentee. This is what I say. One, I am not God. And two, I am not the Holy Spirit. So if you're looking for a mentor, don't place those things on them. And if you're a mentor, don't take that mantle and play God or think that you know it all. Because not, none of us do. So it's just freeing to know if people are looking and watching and following you on any platform or across the table in life. Just know that... We're not perfect people leading or following. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it's so good, Micah. And I would just say maybe you have a follow-up question about mentoring. Yeah. Maybe you have 
a question related or unrelated. That's a huge part of FYI podcast is answering questions that you are actually asking. And so you can submit a question at www.fyi-podcast.com or DM us on Instagram as well as um, you can find resources related to taking your next steps of faith your walk with God, as well as finding a local church and a campus ministry, Christian community that you can plug into in your area. So until next time, we'll look forward to hearing from you and we'll talk to you soon.